All right. Does anybody want to guess what we're going to talk about tonight? Look at your neighbor and say, that was for you. If you have your Bibles, turn me tonight to Genesis 39, please. Genesis chapter 39, and we're going to be looking at verses 20 and 23 and some other portions uh, of the word tonight. Uh, We're in a series that we just started last week entitled, Walking in the Favor of God. Just because a man or a woman makes a profession of faith, that does make them a Christian, but it does not mean they will have the favor of God on their life. Just because somebody says, Jesus, you're the Lord of my life, come into my heart, forgive me for my sins. That prayer, if prayed in faith, will get you to heaven, but it does not necessarily guarantee you the favor of God. Just if you join this church and uh, you're active in our ministries, that'd be a great blessing to us and a great blessing to others, but it doesn't mean you have the favor of God. There are so many Christians that they're saved and they love the Lord, but they don't have the favor of God. They don't have the favor of God on their life. They don't have the favor of God on their marriage. They don't have the favor of God on their finances. And friends, tonight I want you to know something that This is a good word tonight. God, he wants you to have his favor on your marriage, on your life, on everything these touch. He wants you to have his favor. Now, we're gonna do just a couple things to recap from next week and then we're gonna get into tonight's message. I want you to look in your notes here. I just have it clearly defined. What is the favor of God? And here's what it is. The favor of God is a place in life where everything comes together to a point that we get blessed for absolutely no reason that we can spot with the natural eye. How many of you want that? Friends, I just want to tell you something. The power of God can do more in one second than your greatest efforts in 10 years. Friends, the miracle-working power of God can do more in one instant than a whole year of you trying your hardest. Friends, the supernatural life-giving power of God, it can do more in one second than you or I can do in a lifetime put together. And I want you to know something. I want the favor of God. I'm an ordained minister of the gospel, and at times in my life, I do things that aren't blessed by his favor. And I want it. I want it. I want God's favor in my relationship with Kelly. I want the favor of God concerning this. I want the favor of God when I extend myself to do something. And friends, tonight I want to speak to you about walking in God's favor tonight. If you have your Bibles, let's look at Genesis 39, verse 20 and 23. And here's what the Bible says. We're looking again, tonight's part two, at the life of Joseph. And here's what the Bible says. It says, Joseph's master took him and put him in prison, the place where the king's prisoners were confined. So it sounds like bad news. But, how many of you know that you might be having a bad situation, but there can be a godly but? (laughs) Hallelujah, but while Joseph was there in prison, the Lord was with him. Did you, man, I tell you, you need to underline that. Joseph was in prison and the Lord was with him. He showed him kindness and granted him favor in the eyes of the prison warden. So the warden put Joseph in charge of all those held in the prison and he was made responsible for all that was done there. 
Verse 23, the warden paid no attention to anything under Joseph's care because the Lord was with Joseph. Friends, I've been against the Lord before and it's not a place to be. The Lord was with Joseph and gave him success in whatever he did. And I want to tell you tonight that that's what God wants to do for you. He wants you to have his favor. He loves you. Would you bow your hearts with me in prayer? Lord, thank you so much for your word tonight. In the name of Jesus, I just pray that you'd speak and that, God, we would listen and receive it. Thank you, Lord, that you're a healing, delivering, miracle-working God. Thank you that my sins are forgiven and we receive your power tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, I want to speak tonight about three main thoughts tonight, very, very briefly. Number one, Joseph was faithful when things were bad, and as a result, God elevated him to a higher place. Now, what we, where we ended off last week was Joseph was put in prison, but even in prison, God gave him favor. Do you know you can lose your job, and God can still give you favor? Somebody can pass away in your life, and it can be a hellacious time, but you can still have God's favor. You can go through something that's very hard, very difficult, but friends, we've got a God who loves us, and he can still give us favor when we're in the prisons that life can throw against us. But here's what happens. Joseph was faithful in the prison, and then God took him to the palace. And I just want you to know something tonight. It doesn't take a great man or woman of God to be faithful when God's blessing you, does it? (laughs) When you've got more than enough money coming in, it doesn't take a lot of faith to be faithful to God. When everything's going great in your relationships, it doesn't take a lot to be faithful to God. When everything's going right, it doesn't take a lot to be faithful to God. But when you're going through life and all hell breaks out against you, if you'll be faithful... God will pour out his favor on you. Let me, look, let me give you a couple thoughts here tonight. Very first one is that Joseph, one more time, was faithful when things were bad, and as a result, God elevated him to a higher place. Let's look at a couple thoughts. First of all, Pharaoh wanted to be with Joseph. That was a big deal. Okay, so Pharaoh, here's the story of Joseph. I'm just gonna give you the Reader's Digest because many of you know it. Joseph was this born the son of Jacob, He had 11 brothers and a sister, and very young in life, God had favored Joseph, and his brothers got jealous, and what they did is they threw him into a pit, and then they sold him as a slave. Later on in Joseph's life, he was obeying the Lord, but got thrown in prison because of a false accusation. God got him out of prison, and right here, Joseph becomes the second most powerful man in Egypt. You know what Joseph became? He became the Joe Biden of Egypt. That's what happened. He became the Joe Biden of Egypt. And so I want to look at, first of all here, Pharaoh wanted to be with Joseph. Let's look at Genesis 41, 14. It's right there in your notes. So Pharaoh sent for Joseph. I want you to know something tonight. When you've got God's favor on your life, people want to be with you. Do you know that? Man, I'm telling you, when, when people see God's love in you, it just draws them to you. When people see a difference in you, when you talk a different way, when you act a different way, when you just show the unconditional love of God, people want to be around that. But you know what I've noticed? A lot of Christians push people away. Don't shut me down. I'm preaching good. I'm telling you, a lot of Christians 
the way they live their lives, it pushes people away. You, you know what? If we're really serving and loving God the way he wants us to serve and love him, people will look at our lives and if they're not living for God, they'll get convicted. If we're doing the things God wants us to do, people are gonna see something different in us. I've said this before, but I gotta say this one more time. How many of you have heard the scripture, we are a peculiar people? Raise your hand if you heard that. Okay. That doesn't mean we're weird. I'm telling you, the weirdest people in the world go to churches. No doubt about it. Do I have an amen there? Or an oh me. Oh my. There's some weird folk running around churches. I've seen some weird. How many of you have seen some weird stuff inside the cornerstones of a church? Oh, man. Okay. We're not supposed to be weird. When God says we're a peculiar people, it means that people are going to look at us and say, whoa, I like that in them. I want what they have. I like that in their marriage. I want that in my marriage. I like that in the way they raise their kids. We want to do that with our kids. I like that in the way they treat people. We want to treat people like that. I like that the way they live their life. That's what we mean. And so here's what happened. Joseph had so much of God's favor, Pharaoh sent for him. Let's look at number two. So Joseph was faithful when things were bad. First of all, Pharaoh sent for Joseph. Now let's look at number two. Look at Genesis 41, 14. So Pharaoh sent for Joseph, and he was quickly brought from the dungeon. I want you to underline that quickly. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Now, sometimes we've got to plant those seeds when things are going bad. L listen to me. Some of you need this tonight. If you're going through a difficult time in your life, keep planting seeds of faithfulness to God. If everything's going wrong, keep planting seeds of faithfulness. If it just seems like everybody's against you, Keep planting seeds of faithfulness. If you get overwhelmed and you don't know where to turn, keep planting seeds of faithfulness because verse 14 says, finally, Joseph was quickly removed from the dungeon. And friends, can I tell you, that's what God does. When God decides to move, it's quick. Man, I'm telling you, I've seen God do things just miraculously. And I want you to hear this tonight. It's very simply that Joseph was raised up quickly. And friends, he can raise you up quickly. That's why as Christians, we should never give up. We should never give up. We never know when God's gonna do something. We just never know that all of a sudden, boom, God can just change it in one second. I'm telling you, every marriage that comes into my office that I don't care what the problem is, I tell them that if you'll be faithful to God, God can change it around tonight in Jesus' name. People don't need to hear that there's no hope for their marriage. They need to know that Jesus, the word of God, says that love covers over a multitude of sins. And God can do something very quick. Listen to me, friends. Well, Barry, you don't know what's going on in our finances. God can do it very quickly. Well, Barry, you don't know what's going on with our children. They're not serving the Lord. God can do it very, very quickly. Number three. So here's what happens. Joseph is faithful. Pharaoh calls him in. He raises him out of the dungeon. And then number three, the tide of Joseph's life turned from prisoner, I want you to receive this, to powerful child of God. Look at Genesis 41, 41. So Pharaoh said to Joseph, I hereby put you in charge of the whole land of Egypt. Now, now do you guys see that? Joseph is in prison. He's a prisoner. And in one verse, Pharaoh lifts him out of the dungeon and puts him in charge of everything. That's the favor of God. I'm telling you, if you have the favor of God on your business, you don't have to know all the demographic studies. 
If you've got the favor of God on your marriage, you don't have to read every book about marriage. If you've got the favor of God on your life, you don't need the wisdom of man. Now, don't leave here. I am not discounting education. We need education. I am not discounting wisdom. We need wisdom. But friends, I want you to know something. Sometimes God tells us to do something that just seems crazy to this world. Let me give you a couple instances. When he says, turn the other cheek, that doesn't seem right. When God says, give 10% of your income and you'll be filled to overflowing, you're like, what? Friends, let me tell you something. The wisdom and the power of God will give you favor. And I want you to know something tonight. I've seen Christians that are in prison. Now, I'm not talking about behind bars. I'm talking about prison in our lives, prison in our thoughts, prisoners in our mind, prisoners in our hearts. You know what God says? Unite freedom. Galatians 5, 1, it was for freedom that Christ set us free. And I just want you to know something. If you're here tonight and you're prisoner to some emotion, you're here tonight and you're prisoner to some guilt, some doubt, some depression, some low self-esteem, God just says come out because you're supposed to be a powerful child of God. Could I get somebody to loan me an amen? amen? Just loan it to me. You don't even have to give it to me. Just loan it to me. God wants you and me to be powerful children of God. You know, I try to get myself to the place that when I walk into a situation, I know God is for me, not against me, and I don't have to have any fear. If I'm meeting with somebody, I want to get to the place where I've got full confidence because I'm an ambassador of the Lord Jesus Christ. Number four. Makes me think of a story Perry Warledge told me, but I don't want to share it in church. Don't think bad about Perry. Okay, let's look at number four here. Genesis 41, 36, it says, this food shall be held in reserve for the country to be used during the seven years of famine that will come upon Egypt so that the country may not be ruined by famine. Okay, so what happened is Joseph got in charge of Egypt and he saw that a great famine was coming and God spoke to him and said, store up so that when the famine comes, you'll still be in prosperity. So here's what happens. Joseph, he's got the favor of God, and Joseph walked in wisdom and was prepared for tough times. Okay, June 27th, hero service. Let me tell you how when you have the wisdom of God, it trumps man's wisdom. I don't remember who was involved, and I don't remember the date, but it was over in Afghanistan or Iraq there was this group of military, United, military, uh, United States military soldiers that were gonna go across this portion of the desert. And here's what happened. They, they, they got so far, and have you ever heard of those sandstorms that break out when you're in severely desert regions? A sandstorm brought up, came out. And so the leader of the military unit said, we gotta stop here and make camp. But somebody was praying for God's wisdom and protection. Listen. I really take God, I take God's wisdom and protection over a 357 any day of the week. Now, if one of you want to donate to that ministry, donate to that to my ministry, I'll receive it in Jesus' name. Okay. So they 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 make camp, and the next day when they wake up, the area they were gonna walk into, that sandstorm had blown all night. And they'd seen all the landmines that were in their way. 
and they were able to drive the tanks and the Jeeps and the Hummers right through those areas. Here's, here's why. Favor. And, and, and can I tell you, I just want you to receive this. That's what God wants to do in our relationships. See, if I've got the wisdom of God, in my marriage, I can maneuver around things that a couple that doesn't know the Lord Jesus, they're gonna run right into that landmine. They're gonna hit this mine and that mine. If your sons and daughters, if they'll receive the great teaching that Pastor Mary and Pastor Craig are getting them, they can receive the wisdom of God and they don't have to go through some of the tough stuff we went through. It's the favor of God. It's the wisdom of God. I want you to look at this third part, or second part here. Okay, so Joseph was faithful when things were bad, and as a result, God elevated him to the higher place. Now, here's where the no complaining comes in. Look at your neighbor and say, don't complain. Look at him one more time, say, I mean it. Okay, look at him one more time, say, you owe me $100 next time you complain. Just do it, just do it. Just do it in faith, okay. If you feel guilty taking it, just give it to me. I won't feel guilty. Okay, Joseph, he had the favor of God, but his brothers not so much. Now, I want you to see that. So you've got Joseph. He's the son of Jacob, but here's what happens. Jacob has 11 other sons. There's folks around him, and of the 12, only one has the favor of God. You see, we might have 500 people that come to Crown Point, but that doesn't mean all 500 have the favor of God. You know what we had? I'll tell you some people who deserve the favor of God. Um, we're gonna give you an update some Sunday. When we did that Chillicothe mission trip, son of a gun, we had 49 people go on that mission trip from Crown Point Church. I'm telling you, those 49 people worked their tails off that church. I bet if they had to bid all that out with the labor and the, everything that was spent, I bet it cost that church well over $100,000. And this church did an extreme church makeover edition at Turning Point Church in Chillicothe, Missouri. For those of you that are part of that, thank you, thank you, thank you. But here's my point here. Joseph was one of 12 and he was the only one that we see in the Bible that had the real favor of God. Let me give you a couple thoughts here. Okay, so Joseph had the favor of God but his brothers not so much. First of all, let's look at Genesis 42.1. It's right there in your notes. It says, when Jacob learned that there was grain in Egypt, he said to his sons, why do you just keep looking at each other? He continued, I have heard that there is grain in Egypt. Go down there and buy some for us so that we may live and not die. First of all, the brothers of Joseph were now coming to him for help. Now, I want you to get that. The, the, the 11 brothers of Joseph sold him into slavery, and now they're coming to him for help. Everything was against Joseph. He was in prison. God raised him up. He got out of prison. He met Pharaoh. God raised him up. And friends, can I tell you, the very people that would criticize you for being a Christian, the very people that would criticize you for going to church, the very people that would criticize you for reading the Bible, I'm telling you, problems are going to happen in their life, and if you'll be faithful to God, pretty soon they will come to you. And I'm telling you, I've seen that. I've seen people, when I was in high school, I was bold as a lion. I had a full head of hair and I was a crazy young Pentecostal. And, I, and I, 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 I'd bring my Bible to school and, and I'd pray with people and I'll never forget. One day I was walking the hall and I went to class and there was this kid that used to make fun of me and his name was Chris Bronkema. 
I was in Mrs. Strombaum's class. Isn't that a weird name, Strombaum? Never forgot that. Okay. One day, I'd been witnessing to him, and he was making fun of me, and da, da, da. He walked in that class, Frank, and you know when the Lord just does the work for you. He looks at me and says, Barry, I want to receive the Lord Jesus Christ. Well, I wasn't a, no, a brown noser. I just wanted to honor God with the way I treated my teachers. So, I, Frank, I went to my teacher. I said, Mrs. Strombaum, can I take Chris outside? Well, she didn't know I was taking him outside for us, so I took him outside, led him to the Lord Jesus Christ, and we came right back in the classroom. Okay, what's the point there? That God, if you'll be faithful, the people that are against you will come to you eventually. Let's look at number two here. And I want you to receive that. At work, you might be thinking, man, my boss doesn't treat me right. You don't know But I'm telling you, if you worship the Lord in the way you work and you outwork all the employees around you and give the praise to the Lord Jesus Christ, God's gonna elevate you. I don't care who your boss is. And I just want to say one more thing about that. Stop believing that your boss controls your destiny. Man, that's just a word. That's not even in my notes. I'm telling you, your boss doesn't control your destiny. The Lord does. Some, uh, man, I'm scared to say this, but I just feel impressed to say this. The best thing that could happen to you might be that you lose your job. Because God wants to raise you up. Now, we're going to believe that God would just raise you up without you losing your job. Amen? <laughs> okay, so let's look at the second one here tonight. So Joseph, he had the favor of God, but his brothers not so much. Let's look at number two. Look at Genesis 37, four. It says, when his brothers, when Joseph's brothers saw that their father loved him more than any of them, they hated him and could not speak a kind word to him. The brothers of Joseph were jealous. They were complainers. Remember we saw that video, Stop Complaining. What's the Bible say? Look there right in your notes. It says they hated him. They were such a big, they were so filled with complaint. Look at what the Bible says. They couldn't even speak a kind word to their brother. And I've seen that with pastors. I've seen some pastors get so jealous of another pastor because their church has grown and theirs hasn't. I've seen some people in church so jealous of somebody because they were able to buy this and they couldn't do that. Can I tell you, I just want you to write this down celebrate with the people that have the favor of God. I want you to write that down. It's not in your notes. Celebrate with the people that have the favor of God because you know what? If you start celebrating and you keep staying faithful, pretty soon you're gonna be the one that's celebrating. Pretty soon you're gonna be the one that has God's favor. Pretty soon God's gonna begin to do things in your life that you can't ask, believe, dream, or imagine take place. But that's if you don't get jealous. That's if you don't start complaining. I tell you right now, if you want to eliminate the favor of God, here's the prayer you pray. Lord, I just can't believe you're blessing them and not me. Guess what? You never will be blessed. God, I can't understand why they've got your favor and I don't. You keep keeping that mindset and you will never have the favor of God. You see, his brothers got jealous. Um, this is the last time I'm gonna ask you to say something. Look to your neighbor and say, I know you're jealous because I look so good. Just say it to him. <laughs> Just say it to him, just say it to him, I know. But just, confession's good for the soul. Okay, number three. Number three. Genesis 37, five. Joseph had a dream. And when he told it to his brothers, they hated him all the more. 
Can I tell you what happens? They wouldn't have hated him if they would have had a dream. See, see they hated Joseph because he had something they didn't have. But I believe they could have had a dream. Can I give you a scripture? It's Jeremiah 29, 13, and it says, if you seek the Lord with all your heart, he will be found by you. Have you ever had that where God just shares a word with you? It's, it's just a word. Can I tell you, he wants to give you a word about your marriage, about every area of your life. And, and, and here's what happens. The brothers of Joseph didn't have a dream. You see, the brothers of Joseph, they didn't have God's favor because they were jealous and they didn't have a dream. What's the Bible say about that? Without a vision, the people perish. If you want to have God's favor, you got to start declaring God's dream. Now, did you hear that? If you want to have God's favor, you've got to start declaring God's dream. I'm telling you, there are things that when I'm in prayer in the morning, there are times that I'm making bold requests to God. Times that I'm making bold declarations. Because I want those dreams to come true. If you're taking notes, I just want you to write this one thought down before we move to the next point. If you ask small, you receive small. I just want you to hear that. If you ask small, you receive small. If you believe for the small, you receive the small. If you request the small, you receive the small. I love it when Kelly asks small. Thank you, Jesus. Unless it's diamonds, because then it turns big. But it's when she makes those big requests. She's still going to get it, but I just got to get it through. And, and can I tell you something? God's the opposite. I think God doesn't like it when we ask small. And I believe that God wants us to ask big. I believe that if God would criticize your prayer life or mine, or, or let me say not say criticize, but if God would give us some exhortation about our, our, our prayer life, I believe one of the things God would say is, start asking me for more. Start asking me for bigger. Start believing me for greater things. Start believing for me to do the impossible. I believe that's the heart, the will, and the, and the plan of God for our lives. Let's look at number four. Okay, almost done here. Genesis 37, 23, and 24. So when Joseph came to his brothers, they stripped him of his robe. They took him and they threw him into the cistern. Number four, the brothers of Joseph turned on their family. You want to see why Joseph's got God's favor and they don't? They were jealous, they didn't have a dream, and they turned on their family. If I was going to say that to you tonight, do you know what I believe? When you gossip about somebody that comes to Crown Point Church, you've turned on your family. This is the family of God. You badmouth a Sunday school teacher at our church, you've turned on your family. You criticize Pastor Craig, you've turned on your family. You criticize Pastor Jeff, you've turned on your family. You criticize Pastor Newby, you've turned on your family. You criticize me, you've lost your salvation. No, I'm just joking. I'm just joking. I'm just joking. That is not from the Lord. I'm just not, Lord, forgive me. That is not from the Lord. 
But I'm telling you something, we, with the way that we talk, we turn on our family. And can I, see, can I tell you, I've seen parents do that. I've seen parents speak negative about their kids and then their kids don't achieve very much. There's power, life, and death is on the tongue. If the Lord gives Kelly and I a little Barry or a little Kelly, I'm gonna walk by that room and just say, God, even when they can't even speak, God, I just thank you that they're gonna grow up powerful with your favor in Jesus' name. I'm gonna walk by that room. I'm gonna say, Lord, I just thank you that they're gonna have so much intellect they're not gonna, they won't even be able to believe that they're my kid. I'm just gonna say, Lord, they're gonna be so good looking and so athletic, everybody's gonna know they got all of Kelly's attributes and none of mine. I'm just gonna begin to declare God's favor over them, God's blessing over them, no matter what they do. One last thing on this thought. If that kid gets called in the principal after I beat the you-know-what out of, no, I'm just joking. <laughs> Kind of. <laughs> Even when they make a mistake, I'm going to declare God's blessing on their life. All they're going to hear from their dad is how they can overachieve. And all they're going to hear from their mom is, you, know, you ever seen kids where they need help in their schoolwork? <laughs> they're going to have to go to Kelly for that. <laughs> because if those dreams come to pass, it's going to have to be with Kelly's educational smarts, not mine. Okay, let me give you the last one here and if I could have uh, Dave come and play softly, please. Let me give you this last one here. The brothers of Joseph sold out Joseph. Look at Genesis 37, 28. It says they sold him for 20 shekels. I'm gonna close with this thought. We can't sell out what God gives us. I have seen God bless somebody and they lose that blessing because they sell out. If I could just have every married Christian man, just give me your undivided attention as we close. We can't sell out our marriages. We, men, we can't sell out our marriages by what we think, by why we allow our eyes to see. We can't sell those marriages, because I've seen Christian men sell their marriages out. Ladies, we can't sell our marriages out. We, we, let me go a step further. We can't sell out our God's blessings. God's blessed you. He's given you gifts and abilities, and don't sell those out. Let me give you two things to close, and then we're going to be done here. Number one, first of all, what to take home. Look at Genesis 47, 11, where, I mean, we're going to be done in one minute. So Joseph gave them property and the best part of the land. Did you hear that? Now Joseph, his family's come to him. It says in Genesis 47, 11, so Joseph gave them property in the best part of the land. Genesis 47, 12, Joseph also provided his father and his brothers, all his father's household with food. Let me give you these two thoughts. First of all, Joseph, in spite of the evil treatment by his family, blessed his family. Did you see that? In spite of the evil treatment, he blessed them. And friends, if you want to receive the favor of God, bless those who are evil to you. That doesn't sound logical, but it, it, if you want God's favor, that's what you gotta do. Bless those who curse you. Bless those who would be against you. If your boss is rude to you, bless them even more. And, and I tell you, that, that works for relationships. You got a relationship with your brother or sister and you just can't get along with them, 
bless them. Listen, God's the one who controls everything. You don't get favor with God by getting favor with men. You get favor with God by doing what God wants and by pleasing him. Now, I want you to hear this, though. There's a big, big difference between having favor and being in the family. You can be in the family of God and, and be in sin and be disobeying God and, and you're making some poor decisions. So, so, so we're not earning our salvation. Salvation is strictly by faith. But if you want the favor of God, you obey God. And let me give you the last thought here as we close. Is that you can either, oh, this is basically it. I just want you to just thought, think with this last thought. You can either be like Joseph or his brothers. That, that's it. You can either be like Joseph or his brothers. You can go through hard times and be faithful to God and God just gives you his favor and his blessing because you've just been faithful even when there was no reason to be faithful. Or you can be like Joseph's brothers. You can whine, you can complain, you can have your eyes on other people, you can be jealous, you cannot have a dream. And God tonight says, why don't you just be like Joseph? He wants you to have his favor. Would you bow your hearts with me in prayer? Lord, thank you tonight for your word, for your grace, for your mercy, and for your favor.